Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo of Summerton, Philadelphia. We are continuing here on a beautiful, lovely Wednesday morning with Derek Hashem. We are in the middle of the discussion about tzitzis. We began tzitzis yesterday. We saw one idea the Ramcha presented to us as to how to understand, understand tzitzis, what this myth is all about, what we're doing when we're wearing tzitzis. And the Ramcha promised us two ideas. He said he's going to give us one immediate idea, one localized idea, and one idea and understanding in tzitzis as to how tzitzis fits in with the greater scheme of things, the greater scope of things, and the greater rhythm and routine of the day, our lives, and the universe's life on a daily basis. So we are here in Chelek Dalad Perik Vav, halfway through Vav, Dalad Vav Vav. And the first idea that we saw yesterday was that tzitzis is a way of sanctifying clothing. Tzitzis makes a tikkun and kedusha in, in, in the concept of lavush, in the concept of wardrobe, Every aspect of life is there to be sanctified, to be elevated, to be made holy. And since this is this, this uh, idea of being applied to clothes, how do I make my clothes elevated and sanctified by making them godly? And that's what the mitzvah of tzitzis is. That wearing clothes is a godly thing. Wearing clothes is something that can be done the right way, can be done in an elevated way, can be done in a holy way. And <clears throat> having a mitzvah to do with my clothing puts this concept and this presence into the area of my wardrobe. And as we mentioned yesterday, so this has to spill over to the concept of clothing in general. All clothing is there to, have to, to tap into the kedusha of tzitzis to be elevated, to become items that are godly items. And it's all following suit from the suit of the zeitzig, of the tzitzis. And in a certain sense, the tzitzis have to be seen as the primary mainstay, the staple of my wardrobe, everything else is an accessory. That's how I have to look at it. That's how, what I have to really be thinking when I get dressed in the morning and I put on my tzitzis, I have to have in mind my tzitzis, that's the primary article of clothing that I'm wearing. Everything else is there to be um, an accessory to my tzitzis. Okay, so let's continue. Amna. Um, no. How many strings are on a is it 316? Well, let's see if we can figure that out together, Arthur. Let's do the math. How many corners do we have on our tzitzis? Four. four. And how many strings we got on each corner? Eight. So we got eight times four, that's 32. Yeah, but the tzitzis, what you are correctly remembering is that there is a a, uh, a remis in tzitzis to 613. And... Uh, that's actually going to play directly into the second idea the Ramchal is going to give us about what tzitzis is, is about, what's going on with tzitzis. The 613, as we know, we have um, five knots on each corner above the eight strings. There's five knots, and then there's eight strings, so that's 13. And the 600 comes from the numerical value of the word tzitzis. The gematria tzitzis is, is 600. So there's your 613, 613 over there. That's what you're remembering. Um Let's continue, though. Uh, let's see the second idea, the second level of understanding in tzitzis. The Indian, uh, we're up to where it says, the Indian, about uh, one-third of the way through this paragraph. In addition to what we mentioned, I said that tzitzis is there just to give elevation and godliness to my clothing, to give a mitzvah in the realm of clothes, to give tikkun to clothing. There's a deeper idea as well. Something deeper is something more fundamental. Tzitzis, and he says it immediately, in the very first line, he's going to say the idea, and then he's going to elaborate on it, he's going to explain it, that tzitzis is a badge, it's a badge of honor. Tzitzis is an emblem. Tzitzis is a uniform. 
Tzitzis is Hashem putting his badge of honor on us. Like a, a servant, like an officer in an army, like a servant to his master. If I want to show everyone that this servant that I have, this officer that I have, this sergeant that I have in my army, in my forces, in my, uh, in my workforce, is someone who is very important to me, makes a big difference in my corporation, makes a very big difference in my, in my uh, armed forces, and is recognized as such as making a very big difference. So what do I do? Arthur, you're an army fellow, right? What do you do when you want to make it clear to everyone that everyone sees this person, they know at first glance, this person is someone of high ranking, he's someone who's very important to the army, someone who's very important to me, to the generals, the commanding officer, what do you do to make it very clear? You give him a... Salute. You give him a salute, okay. But if I'm not there to salute him, I want everyone to know at first glance when they see this person. I, I want everyone to know whenever they meet this person, they know right away that he's someone of high ranking. So I give him a uniform, I give him a badge, I give him a brassard, I give him something to put on his shoulders, I give him something to put on his lapel, I give him a hat to wear, I give him a uniform to wear, I give him something that someone sees it, they immediately recognize just by his uniform, by his badge of honor, that, wow, this is someone of very high rank, this is someone who is very important to his commanding officer, this is someone who has a very important role to play. Says the Ramchal, right, you get that? That's, a, that's, that's, that's very straightforward, that's how things work out there, right? Someone who has a very important position and has to be respected as such and has to be recognized as such, he's given a special uniform, he's given special medals, uh, um, medals and and badges, all these things to wear to make it clear that anyone who just sees him knows immediately that he's someone of very high ranking, someone of high stature, someone who is very important to his commanding officer. It's like that in the military. It's like that in, you know, uh, police departments. Any area where you have to have someone who has been given authority and high ranking, so we have him dress in such a way that we see through his dress, through his emblems, through his... Um, through his uh, through through his medals and badges, people look at him and say, "Well, you know, I have to have a lot of respect to this person because whoever he works for has a lot of respect for him because he's very high rank." Says the Ramchal, this is the second idea behind tzitzis. Hashem, so to speak, is giving us tzitzis. Hashem is dressing us in tzitzis. Hashem is is is, is um, putting this badge of honor on us, this emblem on us. These strings are God's badge of honor and recognition, putting us in a very high ranking. So people look at us and say, "Wow, this is this is someone who has been uh, uh, who has been empowered and authorized and, and recognized by their commanding officer as having a very high position." Let's now. That's the Ramchal says the idea right there immediately in the first line. Now he's going to build on that idea. He's going to explain and expand on that idea. This is within the concept that we had earlier by Shema of accepting the yoke of heaven and being subject to the yoke of heaven. Meaning just like the guy in the military with his logos, with his, with his medals, with his brassards and badges, that not only that works both ways, it shows the confidence and the ranking that his officer puts him in, his supervisor puts it in, but it also shows the responsibility that he has, the, and, and the position that he has to fill, and the loyalty, the allegiance that he has to have, wh- whom he works for, and what he has to be doing, right? If I have the lieutenant colonel, um, 
insignia and, and, and badge, if I have the, 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 the general, one star, two star, whatever it is, so it shows my responsibility as well and where my loyalties have to lie. Correct? So it's both ways. I have to, the, 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 the badge and the medals that are given to me by my officer are meshabed me, make me a subject and subservient to their authority. Now, is going to explain now why is it necessary for us to be given this badge of honor? Why, why is it necessary? So it's very nice. Okay, so it's our uniform. Let's let, let's say it's our military uniform. It's the insignia. It's that brassard of I'm part of the army of Hashem. Yes, that's really what sits us are in a, in a deeper sense. The Ramchal is going to is going to explain now is why is that necessary? Why is it necessary for us to wear that uniform. Why can't I just be doing my job without without a uniform? Why can't I do what I'm supposed to do for God and for myself and for the universe mm-hmm. without this badge, without this this um, uniform of tzitzis? Why is it, you know, we get the the analogy. We understand in the military, you know, you have to see right away who's who in the military and we have to see that they're recognized by their officers and how they rank. But why is it necessary for me as a yid to have that tzitzis, to have that same idea in tzitzis? What is that accomplishing? Why is it necessary? So Rambam is going to give us a very beautiful explanation. Our job over here is to elevate the bria, is to do mitzvahs and ma'isim toivim, learn Torah, and make the world a better place. To to be masakin the bria, to make the bria, the, the universe, more godly. And another way of saying that is bringing godliness out into the world by bringing godliness out into myself. I bring godliness into the world. The nimsa. Um, comes out again that that uh, I am doing Hashem's work over here and being involved as an extension of God. I'm an ambassador. I'm an, I'm an emissary of God in everything that I'm supposed to be doing down here because what I'm supposed to be doing ultimately is. Elevating the world of myself by bringing godliness into the world and to myself and being an agent of God. Doing God's will and God's work. Essentially, it all goes hand in hand and it all is, is, is interdependent. The only way I do God's work down here, the only way I can perfect myself in the universe by doing God's work, I'm only doing God's work when I bring godliness into this world. I'm only doing godliness when I am really an extension and the conduit of God Himself. So it all goes together. Shahu, which is aligning and establishing the Bria in the positioning that is that the Rebbe wants from it. Bring godliness into the world, arriving at every juncture in life. What does God want in this juncture? What am I supposed to do in this juncture? What's, what's, what's bring at Ratz and Shemaim at this particular moment in time into my own life and into the life of the world? And it's always only about being that pair of hands for God. Which is certainly coming from my handiwork, my output, what I do. Which means that every moment in time, at every juncture, every act of Bechira, the free will that I have to apply, I'm doing what the Torah wants, I'm doing what, what mitzvahs have to tell me, I'm doing it for Hashem and for the right reasons. And then I'm bringing godliness into the world and into the universe and making a tikkun in existence. Amna. All this comes down to one principle, one fundamental idea. 
Avdoi shall have boyries barch, Shenimserloy inin hazem, shall tikun habria, vuhufkad biyodoi. Which is, which is, hey, the, the person being, Avdoi shall have boyries barch. This all is contingent on the person who is at the center stage of the universe, who is there, positioned to make this tikkun, to bring out godliness into the world, to make the world and the universe a godly place in himself, he has to be someone who is Hashem's Eved. He is someone who is Hashem's representative, Hashem's agent, Hashem's um, soldier. We want to go that way. He's Hashem's soldier. When this person is positioned and established as Hashem's agent, who's doing Hashem's things, he is a delegate, a soldier of God, who's doing godly acts down here. That's what allows his godly acts to create godliness. told us and his actions will now be uh, be purposeful will accomplish this goal. So l- let, let's stop and digest what the Ramchal is saying. He's not just you know repeating <coughs> himself. He's not just saying yeah it's all about Malchus, all about David, it's all about doing what Hashem wants. He, he's actually saying um, a, a um, delicate idea over here. If we if we um, you know uh, investigate this and we break this down, uh, he, he's sharing with us a very delicate and subtle idea. And what he's saying is. That um, what we want to do here in, in the Bria, which is perfect the Bria, perfect ourselves, bring godliness into this world, is really being accomplished at its uh, at its peak and its optimal level when the person who is doing godliness has been nominated by God to, to bring that godliness out, has been chosen and selected, has been charged, charged by Hashem to do this, commanded to do this, as opposed to what? As opposed to being done on a voluntary basis, as opposed to being done by someone who wasn't really asked by Hashem to do it, but he's doing it anyway, as opposed to being done by someone who HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not nominate and did not elect as a representative who nevertheless says, you know, Hashem, your Torah, your mitzvahs are so um, important, so critical of such primacy that I'm going to do it anyway. I really believe in everything that you're doing, God, and I want to be a part of it. That type of activity does not really create the same kind of tikkun in the world as when it's coming from the person who was appointed to do it, who was charged in doing it, who was commanded to do it. A very deep idea, but it links up immediately with, with well, well-known ideas. We know that there's a difference between Metzuvah Va'isa and Eina Metzuvah Va'isa. The Gemara tells us, One of the most counterintuitive statements in all of the oral law, Arthur, the entire, entirety of the Talmud, so who gets more reward in the world to come? Who gets more schar in Eilam Haba? The person who does a mitzvah who was told to do it? And he was expected to do it. It's his job and his duty. And he does it anyway. Or the guy who Hashem didn't tell him to do it. Hashem didn't command him to do it. He didn't need to do it. But he decided to do it anyway. Of his own free will. Of his own volition. Of his own appreciation of mitzvahs. He decides to do it anyway. 
Who's going to get more reward? So our instincts tell us, well, the second guy for sure gets more reward because he's doing something he didn't need to do. He's doing something that nobody asked him to do it. He's, he's, he's volunteering to do it. Yet the Gemara says the opposite. The Gemara says, The Gemara always tells us consistently that the fellow who was commanded to do it, who was charged to do it, who was instructed to do it, he gets more reward than the person who was not asked to do it. Which definitely goes against our instincts. Highly counterintuitive. But this is what the, it lurks at the heart of what the Rabchal is sharing with us right now. That if we really want to make a tikkun in the world, we really want to um, know that our actions are making a difference in the universe, we want to be doing it as a mitzvah v'oysa, people that are charged, people that are commanded, people that are obligated. Someone who's obligated and, and um, carries out God's will is doing God's will much, much more. And it's going much further in terms of um, bringing godliness into the world. Now, why? Why is that? So, this is if, if we dig over here, if we, if we chip away at the last few lines that we read, this is what the Ramchal is establishing. He's establishing this idea that that um, when we're avadim, when we approach uh, um, every day's work, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, when we approach it as avadim, people that are officers of Hashem, people that are soldiers of Hashem, we're doing much, much more in terms of getting the job done, in terms of bringing this world closer to perfection than when we approach it as not being avadim, not being officers, but people that are doing it out of our own volition, out of our own goodwill. No, we're, 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 we're not doing the job nearly as well. What's that? The, the, the Kohanim. Yeah, they, the Kohanim were charged, that's right. They were obligated every day. They, they had that job, that's right. That's right, and we have to see that we're the, we're the same way. Um, why, why is that the case? Why is it that um, our intuition is wrong? And why is it that the person who is doing the job that he was commanded to do, that he's expected to do, that he was charged in doing, that he's the one that's actually bringing a lot, uh, much more perfection um, and, and light and godliness into the world when, when uh, this is what he was asked to do anyway. Why is he the one, Dafka, that's bringing more godliness into the world as opposed to the fellow who was, was never asked to do it, but he recognizes the value of the cause, he recognizes how, how important it is, and he does it anyway, and he's doing it anyway. Why is he doing much less? So the idea is like this. The idea is, you know, there's... This immediate idea is the Rishonu give us just to explain that Gemara that we just mentioned earlier, why you get more reward for if the one who's commanded gets more reward than the one who's doing it on a volunteer basis. Um, but without getting into the uh, Rishonu give us different insights into, in terms of a level of how much of a struggle it is. Um, but to, 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 to go a little bit further and, and into the more, more into the, into the core of, um, you know, the Ramchal, the system the Ramchal set up for us over here, and the purpose of the universe, the point of the universe, and our role in the universe, um, the idea is like this. In terms of understanding why a Mitzvah Oisa, someone who's commanded, is actually going, is, is pulling off a lot more in um, in the Bria, and elevating the Bria than the person who's not Mitzvah Oisa. Is it because the, the yeah, so so the idea is like this. Um, very, very um, 
basic idea, really, that gets the core of Yiddishkeit, a very solid idea and a very basic idea. And it gives a lot of solid grant from which we can really have, have conversations that sometimes we need to have with people that ask questions of different segments. Why can't, why is this person not allowed to do this mitzvah? How come he can't do this mitzvah? You know, in Yiddishkeit, we do have demarcations. We have men, we have women, we have free people and non-free people, we have Jews and Goyim. And, and sometimes we find ourselves having to answer questions like, well, how come this segment of Judaism is being told that they don't do this mitzvah and they should be doing this, and but they want to do that, and why should you deprive and deny? What's going on at the core of this Ramchal gives us such solid ground in understanding this immediately, but being able to have a lot of these conversations properly. Bringing Shlemus perfection to this world is not just about, you know, not just about figuring out um, what is Hashem like? You know, what is Hashem like? What are the things that Hashem likes? And, oh, open up the Torah. You have a list of 613 things that Hashem likes. So um, it makes me so happy to do the things that Hashem likes. And when I do the things that Hashem likes, then every time... I do one of those things on the, that's on the list of Hashem's favorite things, Hashem's favorite activities. Hashem has 613, a playlist of 613 favorite routines. So, I, you know, the world got more godly, more godly, more godly. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what makes the world more godly. What makes the world, world more godly is when the inhabitants of this world ask themselves a question and have the right answer to that question, the right attitude based on the right answer. That question they ask themselves is, what does God want from me? Why did God put me here? God didn't make a universe for that universe to on its own project godliness because then we need man. Man, we just get in the way. We just make problems. We just make trouble. If God created a universe for the universe to be a direct relation of God, so, so get rid of all these people that are getting in the way, that are interfering. Man only messes things up. Make a world that's a beautiful, harmonious reflection of perfection of godliness, and boom, you did it. That's not why Hashem made the universe. Hashem made the universe that there should be man in the universe, and it's man's job to create a reflection of God by making himself a reflection of God, and the only way he does that is by asking himself, what am I expected to do? What do I do to make myself a reflection of God? And the ultimate answer to that question always is, what does God want from me? What did God ask me to do? When I figure out what God asked me to do, and I have my own interests, my own will, my own pursuits, and I put all that aside in favor of what God asked me to do, I have things that I'm asking myself to do. I have my own rutzen, my own interests. But I can put my interests aside in favor of God's interests, God interest meaning what God is asking me to do, then that is Kabbalah's O Machusa Yisbarach, and that is accepting the yoke and, and the and the authority of heaven, and that is bringing godliness, perfection, harmony to myself into the world. And there's someone here in this world who is making a statement to himself and into the entire world that his will will bend before God's will. And that's very different, vastly different than just accessing God's playlist. And this is God's playlist of God's all-time 613 greatest hits. And whoa, let's see what we can play on the playlist over here because these are God's greatest hits. That That is not putting God's will before my will because who said God asked me to do any of these things? Where is where's God asking me to do these things? Where is that putting God's will before my will? 
God's interests is not the same thing as God's will. God's will means what is Hashem asking me to do? What is God willing me to do? That's something that trumps my will. That's something that is pushing my will out of the way. But I find a list of things that God, you know, enjoys and appreciates. That is not at all putting my will for Hashem's will. That's, if anything, that is saying that I'm, I, I, I myself am, am, am uh, um, deciding to figure out what, what, what God enjoys, what God appreciates. And that makes me feel good. That makes me feel really happy when I can access this playlist and find out all these 613 hits of the all-time favorites, all-time classics of God. Um, if anything, I'm doing it for myself if God didn't really ask me to do it. The only time and the only situation in which we are really justifying our place in existence and really making a tikkun and harmony and shlemus in this world is when I am choosing God's will over my will and I'm taking my power of bechir, my power of free choice and saying, yes, I want to do all this, which is outside of God's will, but God's will is otherwise, I'm going to put God's will before my will. That is only fulfilled when we figure out what it is that Hashem wants me to do. What is it that God is asking me to do? God is commanding me. I'm a mitzvah v'oyseh. And that's why God because the mitzvah is doing the grace act of putting God's will before his will as opposed to saying, well, God didn't ask me to sit in the sukkah. God didn't ask me to shake the luluf and esrik, but I'm going to do it anyway because I love sitting in the sukkah. I love sitting in the midst and, and, and shaking the luluf and esrik. That's, if anything, my will. Not God's will. God didn't ask me to do that. Now, the question is, good. So how come God asked men to do this and God didn't ask women to do this? How come God asked women to do this and God didn't ask men to do this? That's Rebanshim's Geshef. That, that's his ASIC. That, you know, we, we, could, we could offer maybe apologetics and platitudes and maybe things that go beyond apologetics and platitudes, maybe, maybe ideas that are, that are, that are, that are uh, more solid and, and um, you know, more substantial than just platitudes as to why women are exempt from time-bound positive commandments and men are obligating them. Good, there's real ideas out there, but that's really not the point. They're not the point when you have to appease such people and, and, and um, explain to them the position of Torah SM is the point is not to explain to women why the Torah doesn't make them chayv and shoifer, why the Torah doesn't make them chayv and lulu and esrik, what's the lumdus, the, the hashkafa behind time-bound positive commandments. Rather, the, 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 the greatest help that we can give anyone is explain to anyone, man, woman, gadol, katan, um, Ebed Ivri, Ebed Kanani, Ben Chayrin, whoever you are, Ben Yisrael, Ben Nayach, to explain to them that this world is here for one person, one purpose only, figure out what God wants you to do, and what God's will is for you, what God's commanding you to do, and to put that before your own will. And then you made yourself more godly, you made the world more godly. That's the God of because this is what I asked you to do. When I ask you to do it, this is you bring my will into this world and making this world a reflection, a projection of my will. This is, in a nutshell, the idea behind why and why, although we definitely, you know, it's a beautiful thing when women do mitzvahs that they're not chayv to do and they can make a brach on it if you're an Ashkenazi and, and we encourage it, we, we, it's a beautiful thing. But if you want to know where the schmaltz is, if you want to know what you're doing to bring this world one step closer to tikkunim, to, to shlemus, to its perfection, you got to figure out what it is Hashem asked you to do first 
and put your focus over there and say, this is what God asked me to do, this is what God wants me to do. This is where the jackpot lies. This is how I can bring the world one step closer to perfection. So getting back to the Ramchal, that's what the Ramchal is really establishing over here, is that I am poised in, in the most uh, um, optimal position to bring the world closer to harmony and perfection when I am a Mitzvah Vaisa, when I'm an Eved, when I'm, and indeed, when I'm an Eved, when I'm an officer, when I'm a soldier who's doing the, the, the will of the commander in chief, as opposed to someone who's a mercenary or not even a mercenary, someone who's volunteering, volunteering their services to go fight for the union because I believe in the union, I'm gonna go fight for the union. I'm doing much less for the union than the guy who is drafted, who is commanded by his commanding officer. And, and if he tries uh, deserting, he's going to be shot. That guy's doing a lot more. The guy who, if he deserts, he's going to be shot, court-martialed, and executed. He's doing a lot more when he doesn't desert than the guy who came to volunteer for the union. And, and this is the idea why. So hopefully it's very clear. Now, based on that, this is going to bring us back to Titus. The bottom line is it has to be a, a weight that we're schlepping around, that we're carrying around, a burden, a job. It's called our yoke. Like the yoke of a, of a master on a servant. This is dependent on all the details, all the specifics. What makes us stand out now as these, as these, um, enlisted men, as these soldiers in the army of Hashem, as the officers who have the commander in chief, what, 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 what makes us stand out as those servants and, and, um, soldiers is tzitzis. Like we said earlier, tzitzis is the uniform. Tzitzis is that badge, the badge of honor, the medal, the brassard. The uniform that Hashem placed on us, which makes it clear that we are indeed enlisted men. We are part of that army. So, to understand that even better, it's not so much the word, even the Ramchal is saying that it's symbolic, not the Pshat that is merely symbolic in nature. And when we wear tzitzis, it, 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 it symbolizes and represents the fact that we are people that are mitzvah v'oisa, we are commanded and we're doing what we're commanded in, it's more than just being symbolic and representative, it's actually actively involved. It takes an active role. When I wear tzitzis, I'm now wearing that uniform. When I wear that uniform, I'm much more in that role of a soldier. I'm much more in that role of an enlisted um, person in, in the army of Hashem because I'm dressing the part. I'm dressing the part. And I, 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 I um, am clear and apparent as acting that part. So that makes me more empowered. Okay, everybody understand? It actually, it tuz oif, as we would say, wearing the tzitzis. It's not just about symbolizing who I am. Not just about representing who I am. It actually enhances who I am. It enhances the part of 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 me being that evid is dressing the part of the evid. A part of me being that soldier um, is dressing like the soldier. A part of being the mitzvah v'oisa is dressing as a mitzvah v'oisa. That makes me more of a mitzvah v'oisa. Everybody chat? I'm more of a mitzvah of Isa when I am dressed in the part. And now we come full circle. We understand how Arthur was so accurate earlier and was actually channeling very big ideas over here. When Arthur mentioned to us 
that the tzitzis has within it a remez. So the 613 mitzvahs are there in the tzitzis themselves. Now we understand why taka, that's in the tzitzis. Why in the tzitzis do we have a, 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 uh, an allusion to all the tariyag mitzvahs, all the 613 mitzvahs? Because I'm, I'm, so to speak, dressed up in the mitzvahs. This is my uniform, which is, which makes me the mitzvah v'oisa, which makes me, um, commanded and charged in all the mitzvahs. This is the uniform, which is the badge of honor in, 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 uh, wearing proudly the, uh, responsibility and being charged with these mitzvahs. And therefore, it's laced and woven into the fabric of the tzitzahs themselves the tariyak mitzvahs of which the, the, the tzitzahs are not just representing me being charged with, but are enhancing me being charged with them. That's why you find tariyak mitzvahs in the tzitzahs. Okay? Very beautiful idea. Um, yeah, in addition to the fact that this is a constant mitzvah, wearing tzitzis is something that you can always fulfill. Um, what he means is it's not dependent necessarily in, in, in the time of the day. Chazal incorporated that into davening to have the talus godel to be, when I'm davening in the morning, be davening wearing a talus to be, to be wrapped up in that talus. Um, and the tikkun that I'm doing is accepting the yoke of heaven, like we said. That I am in, uh, I'm, I'm wrapped and enveloped in Hashem's duties that are upon me, Hashem's malacha, which allows me to bring out that out into this, into into the world that I'm a mitzvah v'oisa. Um, yes, it's a beautiful, very profound idea. Lot to digest over here, but uh, to um, Speak out over here now what we spoke at yesterday. This is, get, gives us another fresh idea as to, again, some people have this practice, some people don't have this practice. It's possible. It, it seems that th- there is source for this practice. It's not a prerequisite in getting the mitzvah of tzitzis, but there's definitely a source for this practice, this minute that many didn't have of wearing their tzitzis out. Wearing the tzitzis out. So we discussed that yesterday. And then when we saw yesterday that the first idea in tzitzis is that it's... Um, it's there to um, um, make a tikkun, sanctifying, elevate wardrobe. So I want my tzitzis to be my main wardrobe. Everything is an accessory to my wardrobe. We said that fits in with the idea of wearing your tzitzis out. This is my primary article of clothing. Everything else is an accessory to that. That would be one idea to wear the tzitzis out. So certainly, based on today's idea, that the tzitzis is there as my uniform, and the tzitzis makes me a mitzvah v'oisa, tzitzis enhances me being commanded by a commanding officer. This is the uniform that I'm being given. This is the badge of honor. Certainly, this works together with the idea of wearing your tzitzis out. Because when I wear my tzitzis out, I, I, I am wearing that uniform with pride. When I, it doesn't bother me to walk amongst the goyim with these zeitzig strings flailing back and forth. And, and, and I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not, what, what are they thinking of these, you know, these... All these, all these goyim thinking that I'm crazy, I'm, I'm so strange, some, some, um, some, um, um, what's the word? Someone who's even more, more, more eccentric than eccentric. Someone fanatical. Who, fanatical. Thank you. That's exactly very good. That's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Arthur. Some fan, fanatical, fanatic, part of some fanatical cult. Right, so this is uh, these are inhibitions that we have. That that uh, you know when I wear tzitzis, they're going to think I'm crazy. Takir, we have to wear tzitzis with pride. The same way 
that officer is an officer, the five-star general. Is he embarrassed to walk around Arthur and is dressed like a five-star general? He wears it with pride. Look, the the the, the uh, commanding officer of the United States Army has made me to a five-star general. I wear that with pride. Look how responsible I am. Look at the responsibilities I carry on my shoulders. Sitzes, this would be another argument for to defend and and to understand. The, the, the reason behind wearing one sits out. Again, I'm not saying that if you don't wear your out, you're a shagitz. I'm not saying that all chas I'm not saying everyone's got to wear the sits out. But I'm saying this allows us to understand even more so the idea behind wearing one sits us out. Um, I'm wearing that uniform with pride. I'm a mutsuba of with pride. I'm the person who is making the world uh, through my, because I was commanded, because I have that uniform which shows that I'm a soldier in the army of Hashem. I am someone who makes the world constantly a, a more godly place, a place of more godliness and more Light and lichtigkeit. Um, they're crazy, not me. You know, they, they look at this uh, scans at this uniform. So they're the ones with the pram, not me. I'm wearing this uniform with pride. Okay, very good. That, so to speak, wraps up tzitzis, wraps up the talus, and tomorrow we'll continue, Mr. Shem, with tefillin phylacteries. Thank you all for joining.